Good evening, brethren. I believe that you are wearing the Lord and you have just begun your Sabbath very well with the blessings that the Lord had promised uh, to shower unto us on this Sabbath. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this wonderful Sabbath. We thank you for the blessing that you promised upon us, Heavenly Father. We ask for a double portion of your Holy Spirit, Heavenly God. As we are going to walk through this text, Heavenly Father, we pray that may you lead us line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, until we be established in the faith, Heavenly Father. We pray, Father God, that whatever might try, Father God, to catch our attention away from your word, Heavenly Father, that may you hold us strong, Heavenly Father, and may you keep us from such temptations, Heavenly Father. May you open our ears, Heavenly Father. May you open our understanding, Heavenly Father. Each and every day, Father God, as we come before you, Heavenly Father, we pray, Father God, that may we humble ourselves, Father God, before the glory of thy countenance, Heavenly Father. Lead us through this study. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen. Welcome again. And we are studying about Samson, the foolish virgin. We are studying about Samson, the foolish virgin. And through this study, we will understand why we call him Samson the Foolish Virgin or why the title is Samson the Foolish Virgin. And that takes us to our key text, which is the book of Judges 13, verse number 24, which says, And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. Do you help your child in his or a growing in a situation whereby the Lord will bless him. Because this reminds us of Jesus Christ, whom when he grew, he was found in favor before the eyes of God and before the eyes of men. And look at Samson again. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew. And the Lord did what? And the Lord blessed. And the Lord blessed him. Who was Samson? That is what we are going to consider and why, why is understanding uh, uh, this, this topic uh, very important. Let us go to the book, uh, The Cross and Its Shadow. Uh, the Cross and Its Shadow talks about Bible names. The Cross and Its Shadow, page 287, paragraph 1. This was written by Stephen Askell. It says, the Lord names individuals. Samson is also an individual. So the Lord names individuals like Samson whom we are studying, the Lord names individuals according to their character. So Samson who has been named here Samson, he has been named according to his character, as we shall see. He says, and since he has chosen the names of the 12 sons of Jacob, whence came the 12 tribes of Israel as names of the 12 divisions of the 140 and 4,000, there must be something in the character of Jacob's son and of the 12 tribes worthy of careful study. So here, what does Askel say? Not only is there something worthy of careful study in the names of the 12 sons of Jacob and in the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, but uh, we find that uh, there, is, there is something worthy of careful study whenever individuals are given name or the names which individuals have in the Bible because names are always given according to their character. So we shall, under, we shall try and understand what is the character of Samson and why was he given that name and what is the connection of that between, uh, what, what, what connection do we find there uh, between his name and the, and the, and the 12 sons of, 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 of Jacob. So we go back to the book of, uh, we go back to the book of Judges chapter 13. We have read verse 24. So we go to uh, chapter 13, verse number 1, and uh, begin the study. It says, 
And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites. We have just read there is something worthy of careful study in the name of the sons of Jacob, who was Dan, Dan was a son of Jacob. He says, And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and her and, and bear not. Verse 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Who was this woman? This woman was the wife of Manoah, and she is being told that thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And in verse 24, that's where we read, we read and the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. So the wife of Manoah, who was Manoah? Manoah was a Danite. And who was Manoah again? Manoah was the father of Samson. So who was Samson? Samson was a Danite because Samson was the son of Manoah. Manoah was a Danite. So we found that, uh, and, and Dan, we know very well from the Bible account that Dan was one of the 12 sons of Jacob. And just as we began the study by saying that there is always an importance in Bible names, we already see here that there is something worthy of careful study once we have mentioned Dan. And this careful study will trickle down into Manoah and into Samson and will bring about grand truths of why this child was called Samson. But before we go into the Danites, let us look at something here. He says, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren. And if you continue to read through, you'll find the, you'll find the character of, of this man and the character of this family. We go back again to the, to the slide and read something about, about, about Manoah. About Manoah. It says about Manoah, this Patrick's and Prophet by Ellen White, page 560, paragraph 2. It says, On the border of the hill country overlooking the Philistine plain was a little town of Zora. Here dwelt the family of Manoah, the tribe of Dan. So Manoah was of the tribe of Dan. That's why the Bible says Manoah, who was a Danite. One of the few households that amid the general defection had remained true to Jehovah. One of the few households that amid the general defection had remained true to, to Jehovah. The child's wife of Manoah, the angel of Jehovah, appeared with the message that she should have a son through whom God would begin to deliver Israel. She should have a son. And what was the purpose of the son? What was the work of the son? through whom God should begin to deliver Israel. So already we see a, a character that is, that, is, that is set upon Samson, that Samson was supposed to be a deliverer, that through him Israelites were supposed to be delivered from the, from the captivity, from the hand of the Philistines, which they had been for, for, for 40 years, because verse 1 says very well, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years, and Samson was supposed to play a role to deliver the Israelites. But we have found that the family of, of, of Manoah was one of the faithful families families amid is the general defection and which means that Samson was to be brought up in a family whereby there was faithfulness which means that Samson was to be a man who is faithful because there's a work for him to do and for him to do that work for, for him to execute that work he had to be faithful as the way his father has been declared to have been a faithful man because if you if you continue he says this in verse number three 
And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God. Samson was supposed to be a Nazarite unto God, because the Bible sets very clear whom Samson was supposed to be. From the womb, and he shall begin to deliver, he shall begin to deliver whom? He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me. And we know very well if you go and read from the spirit of prophecy that uh, the angel that came was none other than Jesus Christ. It says, A man of God uh, came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me his name. Verse number 7. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine, nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day. Now, this account has been repeated the second time. After the angel had, had told the wife of Manoah the kind of, 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 of death that she, she was supposed to have. Now, she again repeats it to the husband. That is the second time. Then verse number 9 says, And God hearkened to the voice of, the, of, to the voice of Manoah, why did he hearken to the voice of Manoah? Verse number 8. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O oh my God, let the man of God, which thou didst send, come again unto us and teach us that we shall do unto the child that what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. Now Manoah was a man. He was a kind of man who was interested in the welfare of his son. He was a kind of man who was interested to know what kind of child will the Lord want us to do. And this is a, a, an object lesson to men. Do you take interest in understanding the kind of child that the Lord will want you to raise? Manoah took an interest. It continues. And by the way, if you go to our previous podcast, there's whereby we are started, we are started about deadbeat men. And we found in the podcast that Manoah was not a deadbeat man. Because he had interest in the raising of his child. He was not away from, the, from his child. And also Manoah was a faithful man because in as much as the wife was barren, he did not go to, to, to marry another woman just because the wife was barren. He stuck with the, with, with, with the woman. Uh, then he says in verse number 9, And God hearkened unto the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah's husband was not with her. Verse number 10, And the woman made haste, and ran, and shewed her husband, and said unto him, Behold, the man that appeared unto me, that came unto me the other day. When a divine messenger has come, when a divine messenger has come, we see that the wife of Manoah was a woman who will call her husband to, to where a divine message is. What kind of woman are you? Are you a woman who will lead your husband towards God? Or you will lead him towards the clubs? Because here we find that the man was faithful, the man stuck by her. The woman also was a woman who was faithful. And whenever she got a message, she shared it with the husband. Do you share the word of God? But you see, you can't share what you don't have. You can't share what you don't have. He says this and says in verse 11, that's what, uh, what you mean there is that we must be studious. A studious wife should lead the husband to study. A studious husband should, read the, should lead the wife to study. He says, and the woman made haste. She not only, she made haste. <laughs> whenever you hear the word of God, whenever you go to church, whenever you hear a divine message, do you make haste to go and seek where your family is so that they can also share in the blessing of that divine message? He says, and the woman made haste and ran and shield her husband and said unto him, 
behold, the man has appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah rose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that speaketh unto the woman? And he said, I am. Remember we said that the angel of the Lord, which is the, uh, uh, the man of God here, was none other than Jesus Christ. Remember when he's asked, uh, Art thou the man that speakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. I am. That should sound very familiar for Bible students. I am. And Manoah said, now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? Do you always ask yourself that question? How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? Do you ask the Lord for divine guidance when he comes to, to child guidance? So Samson was the son of Manoah. Manoah was a Danite. An angel came and bore the message about how they would order and raise the child. But let us go back to verse number 2. He says, And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites. So if Samson was a son of Manoah, Manoah was a Danite. And we have seen that there is an importance in studying Bible names. Who are the Danites? Who are the Danites? Samson, the son of Manoah. Manoah, who was a Danite? Who was Dan? Dan was one of the sons of Jacob. And that takes us to the book of Genesis chapter number 49. Genesis chapter number 49. Genesis chapter number 49. Uh, it says this in verse number 1. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Jacob here is giving a prophecy. He is giving a prophecy. And he says, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Verse number 2. Gather yourselves together, and hear ye the sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Verse number 3 talks about Reuben. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Then he says, now it gives their characters. Unstable as waters, thou shalt excel. Unstable as waters, thou shalt not excel. Sorry, unstable as waters, thou shalt not excel. excel. Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, and defilest thou it, he went up to my coach. Then it continues to Simon and Levi. Then it, con it continues to, to, to Judah, and, and continues and continues then uh, to Issachar, to, to Zebulun. Then in verse number 16, it is the prophecy of what shall become, uh, shall befall uh, Dan in the, in the last days. So these are prophecies about the character of Dan, or these are prophecies about the character of the Danites. He says this, verse 16, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. So Dan was one of the tribes of Israel. And we began by saying that when names were given, there was something that is, was worthy of careful study. And that's what we are, we are, now, we are now doing an, an exposition of. Samson, don't forget, Samson, the son of Manoah. Manoah who was a Danite. And what do we find about Danites? We find that uh, there was a character that was upon the Danites. He says, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. So the Danites were supposed to be judges. Dan was supposed to be a judge. Because it says Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Verse 17. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse hills, so that his rider shall fall backward. Who was Samson? Samson was the son of Manoah, 
Who was Manoah? Manoah was a Danite. And what was the prophecy about the character of the Danites? Is that Danites should have been judges. Danites were supposed to be judges. But also Danites, if they failed to stick to the divine plan, if they, stick, if they failed to follow the path of righteousness, they would be serpents. So here, they, there are two characters here that hang over the Danites. And it is an aspect of willful choice. And if Samson is a Danite, there are two characters here that hung over the head of Samson. He had to choose either to be a judge, or if he failed to do that, he would have turned into a serpent. Importance of Bible names. Importance of Bible names. So Samson was a Danite. And just like, like Dan, Reuben also had two characters that were upon him. Verse number 3 says, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my, of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. That is one character about the Reubenites. That there would have been the strength of the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. But if they failed to stick to that character, they will be unstable as waters. They will not excel. Done. Thou shalt be a judge. Or if they fail to be judges, done. Thou shalt be a serpent. And look at this thing. Done shall be a serpent, by the way, and adding the path that biteth the horse hills, so that his rider shall fall backward. Mm -hmm. Let us go back to, to the slide. Uh, it says this about uh, Bible names. It says, this again, we have gone back to the cross and his shadow, page 287. It says, there is a significance in the meaning of names. There is a significance in the meaning of names. And already we have seen that there is a significance in the meaning of the name Dan. And that passes on to say that there is a significance in the name of Manoah and there is a significance in the name of Samson. He says, there is a significance in the name in the meaning of names given to persons by the Lord. There is significance in the meaning of names given to persons. For example, Samson. There is significance in the meaning of the name Samson given by the Lord. Because remember, there was a divine messenger who brought that name. He says, Jacob's name was not changed to Israel until after long and weary wrestling. He had prevailed with God and men. It was after Joseph had given all his possessions to supply the needs of the cause of God that he was called Barnabas, the son of consolation. So here we're just seeing examples of the importance of, of, of Bible names. Then about Dan's character. We have just read it from the word of God. But let us read again from the cross and his shadow. He says, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse hills, so that his rider shall fall backward. Like the blessing pronounced upon Reuben, the first part portrays the character he might have possessed. The first part portrays the character he might have possessed. We read there very well that the first character, uh, the first part portrays the character he might have possessed. Who is that? Reuben. And also Danites. There were two characters upon them. The first part portrayed the character that they will have possessed. And since we are starting about Samson, Samson the foolish virgin, is that the first part of uh, the first portion of that of, of that character is uh, 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 shows us what he would have possessed. If he, fa if he failed to possess that first part, he will possess the second part. 
just, the, just uh, in, in like manner, Reuben, had he possess, had he, if he failed to possess the first part, he will possess the second part. And while the first part is a character of excellence, of dignity, a character that is worthy, the second part is a character that is unstable as waters. But what happened? Does continue. It says, like the blessing pronounced upon Reuben, the first part portrays the character he might have possessed if he had embraced the opportunities God placed in his pathway. What a contrast between a judge respected and honored by all and a serpent by the roadside, ready to fasten his deadly fangs into the flesh of every passerby. And still, we are starting about Samson, and we have seen that there's an importance of Bible names. Then we say, What a contrast between Samson, who will have been a judge, respected and honored by all, and a serpent by the road, roadside, ready to fasten his deadly fangs into the flesh of every passerby. Of every passerby. Samson, the foolish virgin. So we have seen about Dan. But not something. That Reuben, he will now possess the first portion of character. And also Dan, they will now possess the first portion of character. If only they had remained faithful to God. So two characters over Reuben, two characters over Danites. And why do we have an interest in Danites? It's because Samson was a Danite and our study is about uh, the Danite, uh, is about Samson. Let's go to the book of James chapter 1. Reuben was told that he will be unstable as, as waters. Uh, he had two characters to choose from and he was told that he was the excellency. But despite being the excellency, he would have been unstable as waters because of what he did. But we'll find as we continue that Reuben overcame. He overcame the weak character and retained the strong character. That's why his name is one of the names which have been immortalized in the pearly gates of heaven. But Danites, his, the name of the Danites are not immortalized in the pearly gates of heaven, which means that the Danites, they failed. That the Danites are Dan, Dan who is, who is, Dan who is the father of the Danites. Get that right. Dan who is the father of the rights of, 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 the, of, the, of the Danites. There's something that he failed. That's why his name has not been immortalized in the 12 pearly gates of among the 12 uh, pearly gates of heaven. Now Reuben, he was told that he will be unstable as waters. What will make him unstable and water, as waters? And this thing that will make him unstable and waters is something that if he overcame, he will not be as unstable as waters. James 1 verse number 8 says this, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man, Reuben had double character. Reuben had to choose from two characters. And because of double-mindedness, he forsook the first character and went for the second character. He says, a double-minded man in a stable is unstable in all his ways. Verse number 9, let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. So a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich in that he is made low, because the flower of the grass shall pass. For the sun is no sooner risen, and, and it continues and continues. But our focus is in verse number 8. That a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Why does Reuben forsake uh, forsake? Why does Reuben uh, forsake excellency, dignity, and strength? It is because of double-mindedness, and even the Danites also. It is double-mindedness that will make them forsake the character of a judge, a worthy someone who is honored by all, and choose the character of a serpent by the wayside, uh, 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 pressing its fangs upon the horse hills. So Samson was a Danite. He had to choose not to be a double-minded man. Because if he is a double-minded man, he will forsake the honor. He will forsake 
the honor that will be given by all. And remember we say that he was a child who grew in favor in the eyes of God. And if he grew in favor in the eyes of God, he ought to have also grew in favor in the eyes of men. If he was a judge. The book of James chapter 4. James chapter 4 verse number 6 says, James chapter 4 verse number 6 says, uh, let us begin from verse number 5. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain that the spirit, spirit that dwelleth in us lasteth to envy? Verse 6, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. What does God do? God resists the proud, but who, to whom does he give grace? He giveth grace to the whom? To the humble. Verse number 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will free from you. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Verse number 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double minded. Reuben, unstable as waters. Who are people who are unstable as waters? Are those who are double minded because we have just read in James 1 verse number 8. That a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But Reuben was, was, was able to overcome that double-mindedness. That's why we have said his name is immortalized, the 12 pearly gates of heaven. Why did he overcome? Because he submitted himself before God. He resisted the devil and the devil flee from him. Verse number 8 says, he drew nigh to God and God drew nigh to him. He cleansed his hand. He cleansed his hand as a sinner and he purified his hearts. Because that is the call that has been given to those who are double-minded. They are being told that, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands and ye sinners and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Which means that Dan, Dan did not do what Reuben did. Because Reuben understood that he needed to cleanse his heart. Did he cleanse his heart? Let us go to the book of Judges chapter 5. The book of Judges chapter 5. You have just seen there that it is dangerous to be a double-minded man. Because being a double-minded man is being in the quarters of the devil. You have not, you have not, you have not flee away from the devil. Because when you flee away from the devil, you cease to become a double-minded man. But we have seen also that among the Reubenites, there was searchings of heart because he cleansed his heart. How? Judges chapter five verse fifteen. He says, "Now look at the change in the character in the Reubenites. Look at the change in the character." He says, "And the princes of Issachar." And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley. For the divisions of Reuben, there was great thoughts of heart. For the divisions of Reuben, there was great thoughts of heart. Verse 16, Why abodest thou among the sheep falls to hear the bleatings of the flock? For the divisions of Reuben, there was great searchings of heart. Reuben understood that for him to overcome double-mindedness, Reuben understood that for him to return to divine favor, the excellency of power, there needed to be searchings of heart. When you talk about searchings of heart, what do we mean? On which day did the Israelites sit down to search their hearts? It was on the day of atonement, whereby the high priest was in the most holy place. And they understood that while the high priest is still in the most holy place, we must search our hearts and remove any sin that lieth at the door of our hearts. Reuben Reubenites, the reason why they overcame 
is because they understood the sanctuary message. And that shows that Dan, whose name has not been immortalized in the 12 pearly gates of heaven, that he did not overcome that character because we have seen that in a name is character. The Danites did not overcome that character. Why? Because they did not understand the importance of the day of atonement. Seventh-day Adventists, Christians at large, for us to be able to overcome, for us to be able to enter through those 12 pearly gates of heaven, for us to be able to end there, we must overcome sin that lieth at the door of our hearts, the way Reuben overcame. We must overcome double-mindedness. And whoever overcomes double-mindedness flees away from the devil. He draws nigh to God. His hands are cleansed. His heart is purified. His mind is purified. And God draws nigh unto them. That is what Dan missed. And that is what... At the beginning of the life of Samson, that is what he missed. Samson who was called to be a deliverer. Samson who was called to be a judge. He missed the importance of overcoming double-mindedness. He missed the importance of cleansing his hands. He missed the importance of cleansing his heart. He missed the, he missed the importance of drawing nigh unto God. He missed the importance of understanding the position of the high priest on the day of atonement. Draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto God and let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among among them and we have just read in the book of Judges 4 from verse number 7 that those who do not for us to for us to be those who are double-minded they have been told to draw nigh unto God to come into the sanctuary of his strength whereby we find we find the excellency of the beauty of God whereby they are covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ let them make me a sanctuary I'll be their God and they'll be my people. Rubenites understood that, understood that. That's why they were able to have a change in character. But Dan, but Dan, but Samson, but Samson, but Samson. So Samson was supposed to be a judge. Samson was supposed to be a judge. Let's go and read the book of, uh, let us read the book of 2 Samuel 23. What kind of person was Samson supposed to be? Samson was supposed to be a judge. 2 Samuel verse 23. But we find at the beginning of his life, these things appeared very elusive. The book of 2 Samuel 23 says, Now these be the last words of David. David the son of Jesus said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. What did he say? The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, Ruling in the fear of God. Who was Samson supposed to be? Samson was supposed to be a judge. Samson was supposed to be a ruler. And what is the character of a ruler? It says, it says this, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, Ruling in the fear of God. Ruling in the fear of God. It says, And he shall be as a light of the morning. Samson was supposed to rule in the fear of God. Samson was supposed to rule in the fear of God. Other than just understanding the sanctuary, he was supposed to have the fear of God. We find a beautiful type here for those who are supposed to live in these very last days that other than understanding the sanctuary, we are supposed to walk in the fear of God. And when we say walking in the fear of God, what does it mean? The first angel's message, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. Those who have the fear of God, they understand the judgment hour message. And those who understand the judgment hour message, they must understand the position of the high priest in the sanctuary. Samson was supposed to be a ruler. He says, the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over men must be just, 
ruling in the fear of God. Verse 4, and he shall be as a light of the morning, and he shall be as a light of the morning. Who was to be as a light of the morning? He that ruleth over men, he that walks in the fear of God. He was supposed to be as a light of the morning, which means that Samson was supposed to be as a light of the morning, and he would only have been as a light of the morning if he walked in the fear of God. What is the fear of God? Proverbs chapter 8, verse number 13. This is what Samson ought to have done for him to be a judge. Or this Samson was what Samson was supposed to have done because he was a judge and because he was a ruler. He says, Proverbs chapter 8, verse number 13. The fear of God is to hate evil. Flee away from the devil, ye double-minded. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride. <laughs> Did you just read that in the book of James? That the Lord hates pride. Let us, let us, read, let us read that again. Let's go to, back to the book of James. Uh, you see how the Lord is leading. How the Bible is, is, is connected in this. We are talking about double-mindedness. Because those who are double-minded, they will not, uh, like Samson, by all means, he had to overcome the sin of double-mindedness because he had got two characters upon him, a judge and, and a serpent. He says this, the book of James chapter 4, who is a double-minded man? He says this, but, but he giveth more grace, that is God. Wherefore, he says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And Reubenites overcame pride. Reubenites overcame pride and they were able to receive grace because of humility. And here, uh, we talk about the fear of God because a ruler is supposed to walk in the fear of God. And for a ruler to walk in the fear of God, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Samson ought to have hated evil. Pride, Samson ought to have hated pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the fraud mouth do I hate. The fear of God. A ruler is supposed to rule in the fear of God. Samson was called to be a ruler to deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Philistines. He says this in the book of 2 Samuel 23, verse number 3. The God of Israel, the rock of Israel, spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as a light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clothes, uh, uh, without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after the rain. We say that there's an importance of Bible names. Samson was supposed to be one who fears who, who fears God. Samson was supposed to be someone who does not have pride. He's someone who does not have arrogancy. He's someone who hated, who hated a fraud mouth. He's a, he was supposed to be a man who hated the fraud mouth of the Delilahs. He says this in verse number four, and he shall be as a light of the morning, because Samson was called to be to be to be a judge. Samson was supposed to be to be just. Samson was supposed to be as a light of the morning, and that that what you have read takes us back to what was the meaning of the name Samson, because at least we have established Danites and the character they had, and why their name was attached to some character. Why was he called Samson? That's why we had said that there is an importance. In, in Bible names. Let's go back to the slide and understand why he was called Samson. Why was he called Samson? If you go to Strong's Concordance, if you go to Strong's Concordance, Samson, the Hebrew meaning of the name Samson, Samson definition, Shimshon, Shimshon. <laughs> uh, I know there are people who have a trouble with reading this. You remember Shiboleth and Siboleth? Yeah, this is now Shimshon. Sunlight. The name Samson 
means sunlight, Shimshon, an Israelite, Samson. The Hebrew meaning, the original meaning of the name Samson is what? Sunlight, is sunlight. Samson was supposed to be a what? Samson was supposed to be a sunlight amongst that were among us those among us those people samson was supposed to be a sunlight <laughs> that's why we have read in the book of second samuel 23 verse number four he would only be a sunlight if he was a just man ruling ruling in the fear of god because he was a ruler and he shall be as a light of the morning which means that for him to be as a for him to live as per what his name meant. And that's why we are starting to see importance of Bible names. And that to every name, there was a character attached. To the name Samson, the character attached is what he was supposed to be a sunlight. By the way, what do we mean? When we say the name Samson means sunlight. That he was supposed to be a sunlight. Who in the Bible is a sunlight? Malachi chapter 4, verse number 2. Malachi chapter 4, verse number 2. Who is a sunlight? Malachi chapter 4, verse number 2. If you can understand who is the sunlight in the word of God, then you'll understand who Samson was supposed to be. Whose character was Samson supposed to portray? Malachi chapter 4 verse number 2 says, But unto you that fear my name shall the sun of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. The sun of righteousness whom is Jesus Christ. And this Jesus Christ, the sun of righteousness, he will only arise with healing in his wings to those who fear his name. To those who fear his name. Samson was supposed to walk in the fear of God. Had he walked in the fear of God, then the son of righteousness would have, would have shown upon him with healing, would have shown upon him with a very healthy message that he was given. Because when you talk about healing, the aspect of health comes in. Son of righteousness with healing. So in, in, in righteousness, in the brightness of righteousness is healing. In the brightness of the name Samson was supposed to be an aspect of health reform was supposed to be a regard for the health message that he was given was supposed to be a fearful he was supposed to approach the health message with 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 barefoot reverence the way moses approached the burning bush the book of revelation 22 verse number 16 revelation 22 verse number 16 the book of revelation chapter 22 verse number 16 the word of the Lord says this in Revelation 22, 16. He says, Revelation 22, verse number 16. The, word of the Lord says this, I, Jesus, I, Jesus, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. The bright and the morning star is Jesus Christ. Samson, when he was born, Samson who was supposed to walk in the fear of God. Samson was supposed to present the character of Jesus through and through. Because Christ is a sunlight. So the name Samson means sunlight. Which means Samson, when people looked at Samson, they were supposed to see nothing else but the, but the character of Jesus Christ. But remember, if he failed to do that, if he failed to do that, what would he have been? He would have been a serpent. Who is a serpent? Who is a serpent? Who is a serpent? Choices. James just said, flee from the devil. Flee. Flee. Daniel was supposed to flee. Samson was supposed to flee. Who is a serpent? The book of Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20 says this, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. Verse 2. 
and he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. <laughs> Samson, a judge. If he failed to be a judge, he would have been a serpent. And what was the work of the serpent? To bite, to persecute, to persecute. And that imagery we find in the book of Revelation 12. Revelation 12 says this, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. A woman clothed with the sun. Samson was supposed to be a type of people who are clothed with the sun. Samson was supposed to have a character which will be reflected in the church of God, which is clothed with the sun, because the name Samson means sunlight. He says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Verse number three, and there appeared another wonder, and there appeared another wonder, first a great wonder, the church in the purity of Christ, the church in the purity of the unadulterated gospel. That is Revelation 12. But we are connecting this. He says, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns. And what did this dragon do? He says this, And there was and, and, and the great dragon, uh, verse number nine, And the great dragon cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. This Revelation 12, though we are not studying that, we leave it for another time, is a great controversy between Christ and Satan, between the church of God and Satan. Remember when Christ was born, how through Herod, the devil tried to destroy the man, Jesus Christ. That is the imagery that we get in the book of Revelation 12. But we are not, in the, we are not doing an in-depth study of that. What we want to pick out is that there was son and there's a serpent in Revelation 12. And the serpent is wroth with, with the woman who is clothed with the son. That shows the stark contrast between a character which is, is, is of the devil and a character which is of Christ. Because the character which is of a serpent will always persecute the character which is like Christ. Samson was supposed to be a just man and a just ruler for him to be a sunlight. And if he was a sunlight, he would have been a just ruler. But he failed to do that. He would have been a serpent. How did it end up with him? Uh, let us go back to the book of 2 Samuel 23. It says this, that the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over men must be just. For Samson to be just, what did he have to do? What ought he to have done? For Samson to be just, what did he have to do? The book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs tells us what he ought to do. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 18. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 18. A just man, the path that Samson was, ought to have walked in. He says this, Proverbs 4, verse number 16. First, let us begin from verse number 14. Actually, he says, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, avoid it, pass not by it. Turn away from it. Remember what we read in the book of James chapter 4 from verse number 7. Remember what we read from the book of Proverbs chapter 8 verse number 13. He says this, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. Verse 16, For they sleep not except they have done mischief. Their sleep is taken away unless... And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. Verse number 17, For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, the wicked. They eat the bread of wickedness 
and they drink the wine of violence. Remember Proverbs says that stolen bread, the, the, the strange woman who says that uh, stolen bread is sweet. Stolen bread is sweet. <laughs> stolen bread is sweet. Do you start getting the picture of Delilah? A wicked who was seated in the path of the wicked. Who was seated in the path of the, of the evil men. Who did not sleep. Whose sleep was not taken away until she caused someone to fall. Do you see Delilah in those verses? For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Was she wicked? Yes. Was she violent? Yes. But there is a contrast between such a character, which is in verse number 18. But the path of the just, a just ruler, but the path of the just is as the, as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Samson was supposed to walk in the path of the just, which shineth. And why does it shine? It shines because in it there is the more sure word of prophecy. It shines because in it there is Jesus Christ, which means other than having an understanding of the sanctuary, other than having an understanding of the third angel's message, other than having an understanding of the health message, other than having an understanding of those Seventh-day Adventists, Christians who are awaiting to enter the 12th party of, of gates of heaven, must have understanding of the more sure out of prophecy. Proverbs chapter, not Proverbs, second, uh, second Peter chapter 1, verse number 19. Why does this path shine? For we have also a more sure out of prophecy. Where unto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark, in a, that shines in a dark what? In a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Who is the day star? Jesus Christ. And we, and wherefore, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Where unto do well that take it as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Christ was supposed to shine in the heart of Samson. Christ is supposed to shine in the heart of those people whom are been given the work of delivering people from the hand of the antitypical Philistines. Christ is supposed to shine in them. But for Christ to shine in them, they ought to understand the sanctuary message and walk in it and search their heart and cleanse their heart and they cleanse their hands. Remember where will the mark of the beast be? In the, on, on the right hand and on the, on the forehead, the mind, the heart. And people who are close to God, they have cleansed their hands, which means when probation will have closed, there will be no mark found in their hands. Which, which means that when probation closes, the only sign that shall be between their, 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 their eyes will be the seal of the living God. Draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh to you. But for him to draw nigh to you, there must be no mark of the beast in your right hand. There must be no mark of the beast on your, on your right hand, not in. On your right hand and on your forehead. So slowly we are seeing what the character of Samson is supposed to point to. Samson, his character in its perfection, points to a people, points to a people who have been given a work of delivering people from the world of sin. So what Samson ought to have done is what those people ought to do, is what we ought to do. Because Samson, in the perfection of his character, was a just, was supposed to be a just man. Or in the perfection of his character, he was a just man. But Samson made mistakes. Samson made mistakes. He says this, they all the wicked is as darkness. They know not what they know not at what they stumble. <laughs> the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Did Samson know not at what he stumbles? Yes, he did not know at what he stumbles. That's why the women overcame him. 
That's why even if after he was counseled not to go after strange women, he went after them. He knew not at what he stumbles. Why? Because he had forsaken the path of the just. He had forsaken Christ. He had forsaken what he ought to have been. Sunlight. Sunlight. Samson had forsaken that. And because he had forsaken that, we find that he enters into another path that is different from uh, what he ought to, to have been. Second Peter, we have, we have read that, that this path of the just shineth because in it there is the sun of righteousness, the day star, and Revelation 2.16 says who day star is, is Jesus Christ, until the perfect day, until the perfect day, which means that Samson ought to have stuck this path until the perfect day, until the perfect day. You ought to stick to the path of righteousness until the perfect day, until the perfect day. Samson Samson, but if he failed to do that, what will he have been? He would have been a serpent. And what is a serpent? The book of Proverbs chapter Ecclesiastes, actually. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. If he failed to be to be a judge of which he failed at the beginning of his life, what will he have been? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 says this. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 says this. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment, and a babbler is no better. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment, and a babbler is no better. <laughs> when we talk about a babbler, on a light note, babbler, bubbling, bubbling, Babylon. <laughs> okay, surely the serpent will bite without enchantment, and a babbler is no better. Someone in Babylon is not, is not better than a serpent. Someone in, in Babylon is not better than the devil. <laughs> Which means they are one and the same thing. That's why Revelation 18, go and read, says about Babylon, which has become a cage of every unclean and hateful bird, a fold of unclean spirits and spirits of devil and doctrines of devils. So Samson was supposed to be a just man. Samson was supposed to be a sunlight. But for him to, 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 to overcome this, he needed to overcome double-minded, for him to overcome the being the character of the serpent, he needed to overcome double-mindedness. He needed to understand the sanctuary message. He needed to understand the spirit of prophecy. He needed to value the prophetic word. He needed to have the fear of God in him. He needed to walk in the path of the just. He needed to have, to have put away pride. He needed to have put away arrogance. He needed to have put away smooth living. Samson. Samson. Sunlight. Let's go back and read something again. So we have seen Samson, which means sunlight. So go to another slide. Samson's willful choice. Him choosing the life that he chose, it was out of a willful choice. The same way, those who will choose the path of the wicked, it is out of a willful choice. He says, God's providential care had been over Samson that he might be prepared to accomplish the work which he was called to do. At the very outset of life, he was surrounded with favorable conditions for physical strength and intellectual vigor and moral purity. But under the influence of wicked associates, under the influence of wicked associates in the path of the wicked, he let go that hold upon God, which is man's only safeguard, and he was swept away by the tide of evil. Where are we reading from? Adventist home. Which means that Samson let hold upon God. He let 
he let hold, he let go that hold upon God. He let go that hold upon the sunlight character. He let go that hold upon Samson who was supposed to be a just man who understood the sanctuary message, who regarded the spirit of prophecy, who had a health reform message, who was supposed to work from, from evil, which is man's only safeguard. And he was swept away by the tide of evil. Those, those who in the way of duty are brought into trial may be sure that God will preserve them. But if men willfully place themselves under the power of temptation, they will fall sooner or later. Samson willfully placed himself under the power of temptation and he fell, he fall sooner. Not even or later. He falls sooner. Samson, his was a willful choice. He chose the serpent, forsook the judge. He says, if there was a time, if there was a time, this is a time to rise. Christ triumphant, page 538. It says, if there was a time in the history of Seventh-day Adventists when they should arise and shine, when they should arise and shine, when they should arise and have the character of Samson in his strength, not in his wickedness, not in his in his weakest point, in his strength, because some, the name Samson means sunlight, and the sunlight in his strength means someone who is like Christ. He says, if there was a time in history of Seventh-day Adventists when they should arise and shine, it is now no voice should be restrained from proclaiming the third angel's message. And in the third angel's message is the burden of fear God and give glory to him. Remember what you have read about a judge. He says no voice should be restrained from proclaiming the third angel's message. Let none, let none for fear of losing prestige with the world. Obscure one ray of light coming from the source of all light. It requires moral courage to do the work of God for these last days. But let us not be led by the spirit of human wisdom. Then it continues and says this. The truth should be everything to us. Let those who want to make a name with the world go with the world. The great conflict is right at hand in which all will take sides. Some will go to be judges. Some will go to have the character of a judge. Some will take a side to have the character of a serpent. He says in the whole Christian world will be in, in it, the whole Christian world will, will be involved. Which means that according to this reading, when divine inspiration looks at the Christian world, it sees two camps, those who have chosen to be sunlights and those who have chosen to be serpents. He says in it, the whole Christian world will be involved daily. Hourly, we must be actuated by the principle of the word of God. Self must be sanctified by the principles of the righteousness, the mercy, the love of God at every point of uncertainty. Pray and earnestly inquire, is this the way of the Lord? With your Bibles before you, consult with God as to what he would have us do. Holy principles are revealed in the word of God. The source of all true wisdom is found in the cross of Calvary. This is what Samson missed. This is what Samson missed. Let us not walk that path. That's why we have been called to consult God before we do anything else. The book of Judges chapter 5. Judges chapter 5 says this. Judges chapter 5 verse number 31 says So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as a son when he goeth forth in his might and the land had dressed forty years. He says, So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as a son. Samson, sunlight, 
for him to be a sunlight, what did he have to do? He needed to have loved God, to have the love of God. He says, so let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as a son when he goeth forth in his strength, in, when he goeth forth in his might, and the land had rest 40 years. For us to be sunlight in this dark world, we need to love the Lord. On top of everything else that we need to do, that Samson let go, we need to love to love God. But remember, we have said that Samson willfully, it was a willful choice, he willfully let go and he chose the path of the wicked. What did he turn into? What did he turn into? If he forsook the blessings of the health reform, if he forsook the spirit of prophecy, if he, if he, if he, if he, if he did not desire a life whereby he is not double-minded, if he forsook divine counsel, if he forsook the obedience to parents, and when he, when he did not obey the parents by choosing strange women, it means that he broke the commandments of God because the fifth commandment is about obedience to a parent. When he broke the commandments of God, he was turned into a serpent. He was turned into a serpent. What is the character of a serpent? What is the character of a serpent? Because remember when Samson saw the first wife, he said that she pleases me. He did not want to hear the counsel of the parents. The book of John chapter 8. The book of John chapter 8. Those who are serpents will follow after the character of their father, the devil. But before we go to John chapter 8, let's go and read Psalm 58. Psalm chapter number 58, verse number 2. Samson has now forsaken all the divine blessings that were to be bestowed upon him because he forsook every counsel that he was given. He says this in the book of Psalm 58, Do ye indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do ye judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Yea, in heart ye work wickedness. Ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. Verse 3, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear. <laughs> the wicked. Which means that when Samson forsook the character of a sunlight, he entered into the path of wickedness. And who are the wickedness? Who are the wicked? It says their, po their poison is like the poison of a serpent. Which means they are, they are one and the same. They are not better than a serpent. They are like the serpent itself. A babbler is not better than a serpent. A serpent biteth without, without enchantment, and a babbler is not better. It says, they are like the deaf adder that stoppeth a ear. Samson became deaf. Became deaf to counsel. Became deaf to divine guidance. Became deaf to, 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 the, to the dictates of the, to the, to the, to the, to the regulations of, of the law of God. Became deaf and forsook the grace that God bestows upon the humble. Because his pride made him to only seek his wish. And that's why we have just said that he, will, he willfully chose to get lost. Many who get lost, they willfully choose. It was a willful choice. And we have said, if there was a time that Seventh-day Adventists have to rise and be sunlight in this world is now, whereby the third angel's message must be proclaimed with a certain voice. Let none fear losing favor with the world. Those who want to go with the world, let them go with the world. But those who have been called to proclaim this message of fear, God, and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come, they must not fear losing favor with the world. But Samson, he feared losing favor with the surrounding. He joined the, the wicked associates. He says, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of serpents. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth a ear. What did we read about the Danites? What did we read about the Danites? Because Samson is a Danite. What did we just read about the Danites? The book of Genesis 49. Don't close Psalm. Genesis 49. 
says this Genesis 49 verse 16 Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel Dan shall be a serpent by the way and adder in the path and adder in the path which means when they forsook being a judge they became wicked why because the wicked are estranged from the womb they go astray as soon as they be born speaking what lies Samson was a liar he says this their poison is like the poison of a serpent they are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear deaf deaf to the word of God John chapter 8 Matthew Mark Luke John John chapter 8 John chapter 8 Matthew Mark Luke John we are almost coming to a close John chapter 8 says this John chapter 8 says this Samson has now let go all the divine blessing he has chose the path of the wicked he is now like a deaf adder he is like a serpent he is like a serpent he has forsook the character of Christ he has taken over himself the character of the evil one he says why do you not understand my speech Jesus said unto them if God were your father you will love me <laughs> those who love the Lord he will be their might he will be their might remember what we read in the book of Judges 531 Jesus said unto them if God were your father you will love me for I proceeded forth and came from God neither came I of myself but he sent me verse 43 why do you not understand my speech even because you cannot hear my word why do you not understand my speech even because you cannot hear my word why ye are of your father the devil and the last of your father he will do the deafness the deafness pertains hearing the devil the deafness pertains being deaf to the word of God and hearing the devil he says you are of your father the devil and the last of your father will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it this is the character that Samson chose to hear the devil the serpent he became another he says and the last of the devil he did he followed after the strong passions of his lust. That's why whatever he was told, he says, No, that woman pleaseth me. I must go after her. He says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the last of your father he will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. In Samson there was no truth that abode in him. Who is Christ? I am the way. I am the truth. In, in Samson, no truth abode. Christ did not abide. That's why he was not a sunlight. And that is why... He was turned into a serpent. He was turned into a serpent. Samson, the foolish virgin. Why do we say Samson, the foolish virgin? Remember Matthew 25, there were two camps. There were the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. What did the foolish virgins miss? They missed oil. They missed oil. And because they missed oil, they did not have the light to carry them through into the wedding banquet. If we miss the Holy Spirit, if we miss the Holy Spirit, we will cease to have the power that will keep us until the perfect day. They missed oil. Let's go back to the book of 2 Samuel 23. Foolish virgin. Now we understand why Samson is a foolish virgin. He says this, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He that ruleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. For he shall be as a light of the morning, morning star. When the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, a tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after the rain, after the rain, which means that the shining is because of the experience of the rain. That's why Samson becomes foolish. Because here we see the aspect of rain. 
A judge is supposed to be like the tender grass, like the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after the rain. It only shines clearly after the rain. Rain, Holy Spirit. Oil that the foolish virgins missed, Holy Spirit. Christ says that because he cannot hear me, he cannot hear my speech, he has become death. What is his speech? Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. Samson has become like a deaf adder. He cannot hear of his speech. Deuteronomy chapter number 32. Deuteronomy 32 says this, My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as a dew, as a small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. What are we just read in 2 Samuel 23? And what are we reading? My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as a dew, as a small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. The doctrine of God shall drop as it rain. Why does the, those who are just shine like a tender herb in the morning after the rain? It's because the doctrine of God has dropped upon them. If you love me, you will know of my doctrine. Love. Samson knows of the love of God. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill, distill as a dew. When does the dew come? In the morning. As the small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. <laughs> and he shall be as the light of the morning, when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender springing out of the earth by clear shining of the rain. But Samson forsook all that. And remember when he was being born, an instruction was given that he should not be given to wine. And because he forsook that, we are sure that he was given to wine. He was given to wine. Proverbs 23. Why do we say that? Proverbs 23. Proverbs chapter number 23. Why do we say he was given to wine? Why did we say that he forsook the health message? You see the centrality of the health message in a Christian's life. Psalm 20, uh, Proverbs 23 says this. Proverbs 23 verse number 23. Proverbs 23 verse number 31. Sorry. He says, Look not upon the wine when it is red, was Samson given a message against wine? Yes. Why do we say that Samson is perfection also? Typifies those people who have a work to do. Who else in the Bible was given the same message that Samson was given when he was being born? John the Baptist. Whom does John the Baptist typify? Seventh-day Adventists because another name for Seventh-day Adventists is the third Elijah because they'll do the work that Elijah do. They'll do the work that John the Baptist did. The spirit that was in Elijah will be in them. The spirit that was in John the Baptist will be in them to prepare the way. For the coming of the Lord. To proclaim the everlasting gospel. To prepare a people for the coming of the master. He says, look not thou upon the wine when it is red. When it giveth forth his color in the cup. When it moveth itself aright. Verse 32. At the last, it biteth like a serpent. And stingeth like an adder. When a serpent biteth and stings, the poison gets into the body. That's why Psalm, Proverbs 50, Psalm 58 said this. That the wicked are like, let us just read. Why is now Simon, uh, why is Samson a serpent? Because he has been stung. What has stung him? Wine. What has stung him? Wine. What message do we get? What objective lesson do we get there? That when doctrine, the doctrine of God, when come, it comes upon us, we shall become like the tender herb, with clear shining after the rain. But if we forsake the doctrine of God, we will go for the wine of Babylon. And wine stings like another. And that's why we will start bubbling 
like, Bab like Babylonians, will start babbling with the babbling of a babbler, and the babblings of a babbler are no better than the serpent. Ecclesiastes 10, verse number 11. Psalm 58, don't close Proverbs 30, 23. Psalm 58 says this. Psalm 58 that we had just read. Psalm 58 says this. Psalm 58 says this. Ye in heart, ye work wickedness. Ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they, as they be born. Speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent, which means they have poison in them, and this poison is like the poison of a serpent. Why do they have poison in them? Because they are they were stung. Poison was in them. What stings? False doctrines. What stings? False doctrines, which are typified to wine. Remember, in the cup of Babylon is fermented wine. False doctrines. He says this. At last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like another. Verse number 33, Thine eyes shall behold strange women. Those who are stung, those who partake of the, of the wine of Babylon, those who partake of the false doctrine of Babylon, they, their eyes shall start beholding strange women. Did Samson, after forsaking the health message and being given to wine, did he start beholding strange women? Yes. Did he start beholding strange women? Yes. One of them, Delilah. One of them, his first wife, the woman that he was first given into marriage with, Delilah. And in the Hebrew name, remember we have said that uh, names are not just given because they are given. There's, a, there's an importance in Bible name. And in Hebrew, the name Delilah means consumer. Samson was consumed. <laughs> consumed. Let us look at that <clears throat> before we enter the very last verses. Did Delilah consume him? Yes. Why did he consume him? Because Samson forsook the path of the just and went into the path of the wicked. Let's go to the book of Judges. Judges. Look at how Delilah consumed him. Delilah the consumer. Delilah the consumer. Delilah the consumer. Verse 16. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there and hallowed. <laughs> Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot. Why did he see an harlot? Whoever is given in, in, into wine, at last, whoever is stung by wine like a serpent, at last will start beholding strange women. He says, There went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot and went in unto her. And went in unto her. He says this, you go read. Uh, how Samson lied to Delilah, how Delilah uh, also used her wiles to discover his strength. But look at this, verse 16. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. This message is for someone who is daily being pressed, who is daily being pressed by the cares of the world, who is daily being pressed by the desires of the world, who is daily being pressed by the heralds and slay queens and socialites of this world, you need not walk in the path that Samson walked. And he walked in that path because he forsook, he did not have a regard for the sanctuary message, for the fear of God, for the spirit of prophecy. He loved double-mindedness. He broke the commandments of God. He broke health reform and he became a prey to the typical Babylon.
Because a strange woman here, Delilah is a strange woman. And Babylon of Revelation 17, of Revelation 18, which has cup in, our, in, in, in her, in her, which hath wine in her cup, is also a strange woman, decked with gold, and all manner of worldly adornments. For us to be able to be sent the Adventist and to do the work that God has called us to do, we need to walk away from the path of the wicked, from the doctrines of Babylon, from the teachings of the Babylon, from the teachings of Babylon. They vexed, Delilah vexed his heart daily, and he vexed him. He says, his soul was vexed unto death. At last it stingeth. Let us go to the book of Proverbs chapter 5 and understand who Delilah was. Samson now has been turned from what? Samson has been turned from a judge, someone who is honored of all, and now is a serpent. And we saw in Revelation 12, a, a serpent persecuted. Did Samson persecute? Was Samson violent? I think that is the right word. Was he violent? Yes, he was. We shall finish with that. Proverbs chapter 5. What does it say? Remember, Delilah was a, strong, was a strange woman. What does the Bible warn us about, about them? It says, Hearken unto me now, O ye, this Proverbs 7, verse 24. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, nor go not astray in her path. For she hath cast down many, wounded ye many strong men, have been slain by her. There are very many strong men who have been slain in Babylon. Babylon which is typified by Delilah, who vexed the soul of Samson unto death. For she hath cast down many, wounded ye many strong men. But we are in Proverbs chapter 5, which says this, he says this, uh, Proverbs chapter, chapter 5, he says this, verse 20, And why will thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? Samson was ravished. God says, Oh, Samson, my son, who means sunlight, why are, now, why are you now ravished with a strange woman? Why have you now become a foolish virgin with no experience of the Holy Spirit which a judge ought to have had? He says, And embrace the bosom of a stranger. He embraced the boss of a stranger. He says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the, shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Samson, in the greatness of his folly, went astray. Why? Why did he go astray? Verse 13. I was almost in all evil. In the midst of the congregational assembly, drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers and, and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind, pleasant row. Let her breast satisfy thee all times and be thou ravish always with her love. And why will thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman? Why do you forsake the woman that was clothed with the son, the remnant church, and choose to be ravished by Babylonians, and choose to be ravished by the strange churches, and choose to be ravished by the strange movements? But look at Samson now. Look at Samson. Because he was given to wine, he starts beholding strange women. 
and because he started beholding strange women, he did not make opportunity of proclaiming the gospel. Because the, the gospel can be traced as early as in the book of Genesis chapter in the book of Genesis. He says this, Judges chapter 5. Samson had an opportunity. Remember among the Israelites, there were feasts. He says this, verse 15, chapter 15, but it came to pass within a while after, in the time of the wheat harvest, that Samson visited his wife with a kid, and he said, I will go into my wife, into the chamber, but her father will not suffer him to go in. It was a time of wheat harvest. It was a time of wheat harvest. And what did he do? What did he do during the, that, that time of wheat harvest? Remember when he found that they had, uh, his wife was given to another man, out of wrath, he burnt the harvest. Out of wrath, he burnt the harvest. Was there a missed opportunity? Remember we have been called to be men of opportunity the way Nehemiah was a man of opportunity. Remember, in the Jewish economy, there were a lot of divine lessons. Remember the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Remember the fast foods. Remember when, 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 the, uh, bringing, when the sheaves were being brought in by, by waving. All these in the Jewish economy pointed to Jesus Christ. And during the time of harvest, when they were walking to go and worship, when they will see the harvest, these lessons will be, will be repeated in their minds. But Samson, when he saw the harvest, instead of teaching these people about the Jewish economy, pointing to Jesus Christ, he burned the harvest. A missed opportunity. An opportunity whereby he was supposed to give him a chance to preach to the Philistines about Christ. He burnt it. Why? Because he was given to strange women. And that's why we go back to this second last. Second last, then we read the last slide. We read the last text. He says this, if there was a time in the history of Seventh-day Adventists when they should arise and shine, it is now. No voice should be restrained by proclaiming the third angel's message. Let none, for fear of losing prestige with the world, obscure. Let let none, for fear of losing prestige with the world, obscure one ray of the light coming from the source of all light. It requires moral courage to do the work of God for these last days. But let us not be led by the spirit of human truth. The truth should be everything to us. Let those who want to make a name with the world go with the world. The great conflict is right at hand in which all will take sides. In it, the whole Christian world will be involved. Daily, hourly, we must be actuated by the principles of the word of God. Self must be sanctified by the principles of righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Self must be sanctified by the principles of the righteousness, the mercy, and the love of God. At every point of uncertainty, pray and earnestly inquire, is this the way of the Lord? With your Bibles before you, consult with God as to what he will have you do. Samson. Samson. The foolish virgin. In Samson, in the book of Proverbs chapter 16, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. Maybe this is your prayer because we have said daily pray and inquire. He says, now the house was full of men. Psalm 16, 27. Now the house was full of men and women and all the lords of the Philistines were there and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. Verse 28. He was now being mocked. Are you being mocked by the world? He says this, and Samson called unto the Lord, 
and said, O God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee. Only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Have you wandered away and have been consumed by strange women? You have left your wife at home and you have gone and is now being consumed in the chambers of a strange woman. God says, turn unto me daily, sanctify yourself and call unto him. As Samson said, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee. Only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two enemies. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which was born, was born up and one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the Lord and upon all the people that were in. So the dead which is slew as it death were more than they which is slew in his life. How will your end be? How will your end be? Look at how Samson ends. Look at how Samson ends. That's why in the roll call of Patriarchs, in the roll call of Patriarchs, in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11, in the roll of Patriarchs, in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11, we find Samson mentioned. Hebrews 11, 32, And what shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Samson and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms. You must subdue the kingdom of the evil one that seeks to engulf you. He said he took the pillars. Remember Babylon has been built on two pillars. Sunday sacredness and spiritualism. So the imagery that we get at the destruction of that hall, of that theater, is the destruction of Babylon. Sunday sacredness, spiritualism. They are broken apart and Babylon crumbles. That is the work that Seventh-day Adventists have been called to. That is the work that the whole Christian world has been called to, to come out of Babylon and depopulate Babylon. And the only way Babylon can be depopulated, depopulated is if we do what Samson ought to have done at the very initial stages before he fell and turned unto God. Turn unto God. Samson, sunlight. For us to do that work, we need the great controversy. Let me just read it from, from here. Let us read great controversy. Uh, great controversy, page 425. Let us read great controversy, page 425, then we pray. Great Controversy, page 425, says this. It says, those who are living, those who are living upon the earth, it says those who are living, this one, we had not projected it on the screen. That's why we'll have to read it now from the phone. It says, those who are living upon the earth, when the intercession of Christ shall cease in the sanctuary above, 
as to stand in the sight of a holy God without a mediator. Their robes must be spotless. Their characters must be purified from sin by the blood of sprinkling. Through the grace of God and their own diligent effort, they must be conquerors in the battle with evil. While the investigative judgment is going forward in heaven, while the sins of the penitent believers are being removed from the sanctuary above, there is to be a work of purification, of putting away of sin among God's people upon the earth. This work is more clearly presented in the messages of Revelation 14. He says, when this work shall have been accomplished. The followers of Christ shall be ready for his appearing. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years, Malachi 3, 4. Then the church, which our God at his coming is to receive to himself, will be a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Why? Then she will look forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, Terrible as an army with banners, fair as the moon, clear as the sun. Fair as the moon, clear as the sun. Remember Revelation 12, the woman clothed with the, clothed with the what? Clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet. Fair as the moon, clear as the sun. We must overcome before Christ comes out of the most holy place. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as you do your work in the most holy place, in these very last hours of earth history, Heavenly Father, and in these very last hours of your work of mediation, may you help us to be sunlights in this world, Heavenly Father. Help us to be sunlights, Heavenly God. Though we might have fallen away, Heavenly Father, like Samson prayed and was suggested in the roll call of the heroes of faith, Heavenly Father, we pray this once more. Only this once more, only this once more, may you strengthen our inner man so that we might be able to overcome that sin that easily besets us. All this we ask in our Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you all and have a blessed Sabbath.